You are listening to Night Dog, giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter. It is almost 20 minutes before the top of the hour. You're listening to Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for being with us. Really, really do appreciate it. Lawrence Mbalati, the head of the Healthy Eating Alliance, is with us. Lawrence, good evening. Thank you so much for your time. I really, really do appreciate it. Parliament is considering draft regulations uh, that would compel food manufacturers to uh, to adhere to front-of-package labeling of foods that are considered unhealthy. Very specifically, much like we do with cigarettes, put a warning label on there and saying this is unhealthy food. Why would that be yeah. a good thing? It would be a good thing. Um, thank you so much, Oliver, for the opportunity and for having us. Um, first and foremost, it's like if you look at the food lab, the current food labeling, um, you have your fiber, your 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 um, um, vitamins and all that. And many people do not understand what they are eating. Yeah. And um, I can give an example of myself as a person who, my sister is diabetic. So she struggles really to know what what is the food stuff she must eat. Because the current labeling module, it says, um, it speaks in a language that is very much national and and dietetic language. Mm. So if you have not studied food, you will not be able to understand. Yeah. Um, so it, that's a big problem currently. Um, and, and all we're asking for is like, can we know what we're eating? Because we know diet and food is leading to non-communicable diseases. It's leading to um, health conditions such as diabetes, hypertension, um, obesity. And, 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 and I think like we know that like, Eight in, 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 in ten women are obese or overweight in South Africa. Five in in ten men are either obese or or, or or overweight in South Africa. And one in four children are either obese or overweight in, in South Africa. So we have a big problem um, of the diet related non communicable diseases that we must address yeah. as soon as possible. But uh, how then do you draw the link between, um, you know, preventative labeling and a change in uh, food and diet behavior. Sure, if you were able to correctly and adequately describe to food consumers what the micronutrients of their food items are, and there's a big label that says, well, this has a lot of sugar and it will push up your cholesterol, what guarantee that you have that people will avert from eating those sorts of food, especially given that we're a low-income, poor country where people's food decisions are often based on cost and not on micronutrients. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, often than not, people are eating food that they can afford. They eat food that is accessible, available. That's the truth, right? But I think the biggest issue with the food um, labeling currently is like people cannot know what they are eating. So even if like I'm someone who's like food and health conscious, I will not be able to know what's wrong with my food now if mm. I haven't started nutrition. So the biggest issue here, what 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 we are driving home is like, can we allow people the right to know? Secondly, but can we also allow people to actually push for um, accessibility? Um, because the campaign is not just about Labeling. The campaign is about like how can we change the food system 
how can the food system allow us to access healthy food? Mm. How can government assist people to access healthy food? Um, and, and, and some of the things we're doing as Healthy Living Alliance, like we want to do projects in a practical way in the, in the inner city of Johannesburg, where we can look at like how can we assist people in terms of understanding how they even cook food, but mm. also can people screen for non-communicable diseases such as hypertension as high blood pressure, and then can people actually get to a place where can they get healthy food? that is affordable within their pockets. And can we also look at the social protection? Can we look at the employment? Can we look at how can people actually overall access healthy food in a comprehensive way? So so, so the campaign, this campaign is part of the integrated approach in terms of how to ensure that people can access healthy food. As you have mentioned, people buy food based on the socioeconomic status, based on what is available, uh, based on what is in what is they can afford at the end of the day mm. and and if people were to to mind about the labels so we saw we saw with tobacco everyone now including you um it's like we all know what are the harms associated with tobacco because yeah. there was regulation provided we didn't go to school to be provided that and many people say oh tobacco control didn't work but we know it worked because um there's dating, there's a lot of lot more that the tobacco industry is actually putting as intervention to hook people up to continue smoking. Overall and above, we can compare food. And those those smoking. are trade regulations, right? Those are not very specifically communications, marketing, uh, and labeling and packaging regulations, right? So there's a distinction there. And the tobacco example is an interesting one. Because yeah. there is a warning label on the packaging in South Africa, yet there is no congruent link between that and a reduction uh, in in smoking one and early ch- uh, or, or early stage smoking that we have witnessed amongst uh, you know children and teenage South Africans, which really were the preventative target audience of a, a large part of these regulations. Uh, again, warnings don't mm-hmm. typically warnings associated with education don't seem to be a sufficient deterrent uh, in changing behavior. Yeah, and we also know that, um, I mean, like people can get to a point where they reach um, a saturated point in, in, in actual awareness, right? Um, but the main thing that what we know about tobacco is, if you look at tobacco, the reason why there is a lot of intervention coming into the market it's because there is actually an understanding and awareness amongst people, in terms, even people who are smoking, in terms of what are the risks associated with tobacco. Um, that's why you see a lot of, like, um, in the market of vaping and, and other forms of smoking that is untraditional. And that we know that because, because the regulation is waiting. When it comes to food, in, in comparison, and maybe we shouldn't compare, it's like, when people are quite aware, because there's a low literacy level of nutrition in South Africa and globally, and no one thinks there's anything wrong with the food they are eating. And when people know there's, there's something wrong with, with what they are eating or what they are actually inhaling, it's like people make conscious decisions and the other people who can talk to them and like, you look what 
oh, you know, this is not healthy what you are doing, right? Because there's a level of awareness, there's a level of, of, of actually conscious in terms of the risk associated with taking the product. Mm. But what is making with food is that. It's because most of us, and all of us, even myself, before I came to the campaign, it's like I never thought anything I'm eating, anything I'm feeding, if there's anything wrong. And, and, and that is the issue, really. It's like, can people know? And, mm. and it's not taking away the autonomy of people to choose. Uh, there are people who continue to smoke because they've decided, because they're addicted. But with food, there are options for healthier options. There's no healthier options for tobacco, for example. But there are people who believe like if they smoke a non-cigarette substance, they feel like they are more in a more safer option. Mm. And we know it. If you see in the pubs, there are people who smoke hardly, but they don't smoke tobacco. Yeah. It, but with food, we know it can aid in terms of people moving into healthier options. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the other part of the regulations, which are that should these regulations be passed, that there would be a limitation on marketing that certain food categories and producers can do, yeah. right? So uh, the most crude example I can think of is that should this pass, McDonald's would not be allowed to run ads of yeah. any sort uh, in South Africa. Of course, there's massive pushback towards that. The advertising yeah. industry is a massive industry uh, in the country, and uh, it necessarily means that a lot of these companies will shrink in market share and market size and would go out of business effectively. Fast food chains and outlets would suffer the most here. What is your response to the backlash that you're receiving from them? I think that's the most critical question, actually, in our conversation. Because the the unhealthy industries have been pushing the narrative that if we don't continue as we're supposed to, whether it's climate change, whether it's tobacco, whether it's alcohol, whether it's food industries, it's like this will shrink the market. Um, if you can understand, um, and if you can, you can bear with me, if you look at the um, spot, um, there was once a tobacco-sponsored um, stalker. Too, yeah. Right? And then I'm not going to talk about the brand. And, and that was like, um, there's, there's a soccer tournament that was sponsored by the brand. And when tobacco control came, it, it restricted advertising into tobacco. But that gave opportunity to other um, sponsorships, right? We can run unhealthy products into the market, right? Mm. What, the food, what the food industry is telling us is not different to what the tobacco industry told us, what alcohol industry told us in terms of if you want to regulate us and you want to protect people's health, you are going to run a risk of losing jobs, of actually shrinking the marketing and the and 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 actually the advertising industry. Yeah. But we know for a fact that if we there are other opportunities for other sponsors to come in, right? If if there is a lack. If, if, if there's a regulation in place. Yeah. And it's not true because the WHO has done socioeconomic uh, impact study to look at if you were to implement people understanding what we're eating because um, we have to look at this, my brother. We do not understand now what we're eating, right? We don't understand the labels currently. It talks about sodium, 
and other products that we do not understand. We don't understand. We so them. So then, so then, uh, Lawrence, with the uh, the remedy there, would that not then rest uh, on improving food literacy instead of warning? proactively and aggressively against food, but rather educate South Africans much, much, much younger, for instance, in school, about what sodium is and does to the body, what cholesterol is and does to the body, what sugar is and does to the body, Mm -hmm. right? That level of food literacy uh, would be an important deterrent. Uh, Many proponents uh, against the bill are arguing. I want to get your response on that. But before we do, let's take a quick break. Give me a call. 086-000-2032. Do you agree with Lawrence? Uh, about some of these restrictions. I'm also taking your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. Let's take a quick break. SAFM, let's talk. Food package labeling. If the food is unhealthy, should it have a big warning on it saying it's unhealthy? And should fast food outlets like KFC and McDonald's and Debonese or whichever tickles your fancy, should they be banned from advertising? and marketing their products. What are your thoughts on that? Give me a call, 086-000-2032. Lawrence Mbalati, who is the head of Healthy Eating Alliance, is with us. Lawrence, before we went to that break, I said I want you to consider the arguments mm-hmm. that many proponents are making that really the, fo- the focus here should be food yeah. literacy and rather than restrictive draconian measures that prevent yeah. market players from fairly participating in the free economy, in the free market economy. That's, that's actually the crux of the matter, I think. And you're raising a very critical point. So if you look at what the industries are telling us, it's like literate people, they must make choices. Let's look at, okay, the food we're eating. So in most instances, if you look at how much you put salt in the food, yeah, it's based on your adaptive your, your, your nature, like, Okay, I'm addicted to salt or sugar, right? Because these products are also addictive. And in as much as we can talk about tobacco as the most regulated environment. So at the end of the day, what happens is like behavioral change is so difficult to change amongst people. And if we look at HIV, we're like, okay, how can we change behavioral change? I'm coming from that advocacy mm. arena, and then I can put a lens. It's like what what you are used to doing is not easy to change. So let me give an example. Um, if you go, you were to go to a restaurant and buy food. Um, when you buy food, you are, you are given extra, extra salt, extra sausage, extra extra no not extra uh, um, um, what do you call extra. Um, 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 a periphery, yeah. what, 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 on top of that, on top of what you have, right? If you were to go to a restaurant and you were to be given food, before you even taste normally, you will want to put salt, right? Or you taste once you put salt. But if there wasn't salt there as a regulation, right, how would that help to actually reduce salt consumption? And I think what we are calling for as the Healthy Living Alliance and for the society is, can we have means and ways to regulate the food environment? Can the food environment allow us? I can give an example. Uh, if you walk into a retail store, mm. you buy you buy food items, right? What happens when you walk into the aisle? You are surrounded by seeds. Let's say you have your child with yeah. you, right? You can't pass there. Your child will cry for a sweet, right? 
this is actually by design. And I think what the food industry is actually telling us is like, oh, everything is normal. And we know that nothing is normal here. We have to deal with issues of regulation. We have to, food could be put, put everywhere else, not in the aisle. But when you're passing the aisle, you have to actually make sure that your child is covered. Because the child will cry if mm. you, don't have, you don't have the sweets there by the eye. Yeah. So the, by regulation, we mean it's like people will still make decisions based on what they can afford, what is available, what is accessible. Mm. But let's assist people at the end of the day to know what they are eating, but also to actually have not easy access of unhealthy products at their disposal. So what does that mean? It means shifting point of sale, uh, displays of uh, sugary, uh, uh, you know, sweets and delicacies away? Yeah, because marketing is broad, right? The marketing of paying um, for for SAFM to actually promote a product, it might not be the same as when I walk into the store, but that's still promotion in a way. Because I can't pass there without actually having my child cry for a sweet. Because the design of the food environment, and that's a big problem. And actually, we have not confronted that enough. And I think as healer, we want to raise the political and the science of understanding of how the food environment is designed. The food environment is designed to push us, to perpetuate us into making unhealthy food decisions. It's mm. not about people not being able to like, oh, what's right for me? What can I afford? It's about what is my at my disposal? What can I afford to buy? What What is available around me? Because mm. also, at the end of the day, what we buy is also what is available. So mm. I'm working now. I'm in, in the Eastern Cape, right? I've been driving around trying to raise consciousness about, um, amongst people about the science and the politics of food. But at the end of the day, I will have to pass by the garage in order to eat yeah. something. What is available there? And, and, and that's perhaps also the point, right? Uh, if, if, if my preference for lunch is fish and chips and a Russian every day because it's less than 20 rand and I can afford that versus the uh, cheapest healthy option, which is as filling, being 50 rand, I will always go for yeah. the cheapest, which is yeah. unfortunately yeah. unhealthy. Yeah. We are eating food that is, that is filling and less nutrients, right? We are eating food that when we eat, we, go to, we can sleep immediately at any hour of the day, yeah. during the day or during the night. The issue is, and we're not actually condoning that, and we're not condoning people. We are saying the food environment has to be regulated to allow us to actually have access to yeah. food. And at the end of the day, what we're having now is like, it's a situation where people are stuck in a, in, in a situation where they can only afford unhealthy food. And people can only actually, actually censored and be at risk of non-communicable diseases. So that is, that is the reality that we're living in in our daily lives today. Um, if I leave after coming to you, what is the convenient thing for me to have food now? It's to, it's to have a drive-thru yeah. and have the most unhealthy food. Because the other food products uh, where I can get healthy food are closed. 
So mm. that is a reality, and we need government to intervene in asking people to yeah. afford healthy food. At the end of the day, we don't have to like condemn people yeah. and condemn individuals. Okay. Yeah. Lawrence, we're going to have to leave you there. Thank you so much for your time this evening. I really, really do appreciate it. Lawrence Mbalati, the head of Healthy Eating Alliance. What do you make of that? I'd love to hear from you. Give me a call. 86 It would be lovely to have a debate against this, about this with food manufacturers as well as players in the advertising industry and hear their thoughts on these proposed regulations.